Mike and I are here today to have a little chat about Christmas presents and buying Christmas gifts. Now, Mike, you don't do a lot of that, do you? Christmas gifts? Yeah, for the I, grandkids. I love Christmas gifts. Oh, you mean giving. <laughs> yeah, giving grandkids. Well, I've never really been motivated to steal the responsibility away from you because you're so darn good at it. Well, and I enjoy it. I really do. And I consult you, for sure. It's gotten easier with Amazon. I mean, you can just kind of click and pay. Yes, but at the same time, it's also a little bit more complicated because as they get a little older, mm-hmm. uh, the grandchildren have, have developed interests that are a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. So in the past, while it was hard to give a child something they don't like, it's gotten easier to... to... <laughs> oh, to get a, something the kids don't like? Yeah. Well, they do have lots of, um, you know, suggestions even. You can search on Amazon, you know, a gift for a toddler boy uh, or an age three to five or whatever you want to do, and it will come up with ideas. Of course, you you know, you might want to think of some things that are a little more unusual. And you know what we did was we crowdsourced our Grand Life Podcast fans page and asked some of our fans about what they do for Christmas and for holidays, because um, not all of us celebrate Christmas, but, you know, gift-giving time during the holidays. And I think you're going to share some of those. I am. Samantha Reynolds, whom we had on the podcast, she mentioned that she likes subscription boxes. And I'm sure some of you have done this before, but there are subscription boxes with activities in the box that come every month. Some of them are cooking and some of them are science oriented, like STEM oriented. Some are sensory experience oriented. I've seen all sorts of things. And you can Google that subscription boxes for kids and you probably can find what you need. We are not here to endorse any particular product, so we're just saying a subscription box would be a great idea. Have you seen a range of ages that they're targeted at, so it's not necessarily older kids? Yeah. There's some for younger ones also. Yes, and they are expensive, I think. If you you take it every month and you think about what you're going to do, it's it's a lot for one, one year. But you can do it for three months. You can do it for six months. I think they've kind of understand that some people can't do it for a whole year. Subscription boxes. Yeah. Linda Pierce Kaufman, she said they live far away from their grand, so last year they made a photo book for the girls of their family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins. They were two and a half and one, so they made them like a board book. And, you know, there are all sorts of services on the computer that make books for you. You just have to provide the pictures and the texts if you want something in it. So it's amazing. And I think that's a great idea for somebody who lives far away and wants their grandkids to remember all their relatives. I think the granddaddy of those services is probably Shutterfly, and we've done a couple with them. Yeah, but you're for saying vacations. They'll produce books that are board books, not Apparently, just... there are some that produce cool. board books. So you can look that up, see if you can find that. Um, Carolyn Berry said, she, speaking of books, she creates books for her grandchildren. She writes them. Some of them are the same, all the same, and some of them are individualized. I think that's an amazing gift because it's really giving of yourself as opposed to just picking something off of Amazon. Maybe even easier for kids that are a bit older where what you're writing for them maybe is family history mm-hmm. or, or history that might be more like historical fiction that maybe includes them or or figures that they are um, impressed with figures that they know. That would be a great fun thing yeah. to do. 
Yeah, she also says she supplements these presents with uh, family memberships to two museum-type places, an indoor and an outdoor. Uh, So they always have an adventure to discover no matter the weather, which is a wonderful thought. And in fact, we're going to be doing that for our adult children. We're, We're providing a family membership for them to whatever they choose. So you work it out with them. Yeah, with them. Um, you know, it might come down to just handing them the money, but I would prefer if it had like a specific place, like this is for the children's museum and the butterfly house. And this is for, you know, a climbing wall place and that kind of thing. But I have been talking to them about what they like, what their kids would like. So that's kind of a fun thing. How do the Um, economics on that work out? These family memberships are, you know, over a hundred dollars sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's a gift for the both it covers both the adults. So I mean, you know, if you're spending 120 to 180 dollars for the two of them, it's not so bad, you know. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. But that's one way to do it is to give it to the adults and say, "This is for your family, and I'm not buying you, you know, clothes or items." Many of our children, and I'm speaking to our audience, many of our children do not need more things. They want more experiences, and they've often expressed that. Yeah, there's just not a lot of room to put stuff in. Another writer, Diane Hurley, another contributor, mentioned that that is the case. You know, it's so easy when you only have two grandchildren, it's easier to um, start going overboard and getting way too many things. But when you have five, or like us, 11, you just cannot be buying, you know, six presents for each grandchild to break the bank. So, you know, you do find that as you have more grandchildren, you do kind of pull back a little bit and you don't get as much for them. And that's probably good. Parents are probably grateful because they don't really have the space, like you said. Diane Hughes also mentioned shared experiences. She's trying to figure out how to best execute the idea, like swimming or music or museum membership. So swimming lessons, gifting the lessons is a great thing. And sometimes I think if you have a good relationship with the in-laws, you can combine those things, you know, because they are quite expensive. Maybe you go together on it. It's from all of the grandparents. So you team up with the other pair or pairs of grandparents. Right. And work out a way for you to combine mm-hmm. and fund maybe a really expensive set of lessons or right. family memberships. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that might be asking a lot, but some of you might be really good friends with the people that are your children's in-laws. Um, Carol Miller said, that, and I think many people have heard this before, something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. And that is a really great way to think about getting presents for the kids and So remember, want, need, wear, read. Four different presents? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. And then Jocelyn Curry, one of our top contributors, she mentioned that she one time made these snowman boxes. And I think we talked about this one time one year in our podcast. Um, They're very elaborate. And I said to her on Facebook, I said, do you do this every year? And she said, oh, no, no, one time. And just to explain what that is, you take large-ish boxes. You have a large one on the bottom, a medium one, and then a smaller one. And then you make a little hat and you put a scarf around it. And it, so there are all these gifts that are put in these boxes and the kids come down and they see these snowmen boxes. And it's really 
cool. So that's kind of fun. If you're real creative and you want to do that uh, one time, <laughs> I don't want to do that every time. It's just a lot. Let's see if we have some other ones that I've written out. One of the ideas that I thought was kind of unique was a subscription that the grandparent buys to read books to their grands. So maybe you can explain that, Mike. Well, I'm guessing that as the grandparent, you pick a book that you know the child has or likes or will be receiving, and you read the book into your phone, making a video recording of you reading the book, and then you pass it off to the service, right? Yeah, and it's called, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually give them a shout out. It's called getzoog.com. So look it up. It kind of explains how to do that. And my sister swears by it. She thinks her, her little grandkids who are five and under, she says they just get the biggest kick out of it. And she sends these recordings to them and they love it. They, it sounds they live, so cool. They're long distance. So they live very far away. I mean, we've talked about this before. Children seem to have this fetish for uh, adding filters mm-hmm. to Facebook or, or uh, FaceTime calls. Yeah. Well, here's a service that makes it sort of the standard. Yeah, and they just <laughs> they just giggle, and you don't have to come up with all the emojis and stuff. They do that for you. So that's kind of a fun thing. Um, one of the things we're doing this year, and we've done last year, are letters that come in the mail. They're subscriptions. And the way it works is that they, they get a letter every other week or once a month, and it's like a serial story like Charles Dickens did way in the way back. Now they're coming up with this again. And some of them are mysteries and some of them are fantasy tales and some of them are magic. And some of them, you know, there's all sorts of different ones and they really love them. They think they're great. So for, especially for older grands, maybe 10 and up, um, these are wonderful things and they love getting them in the mail. The other thing that they can get in the mail are subscription magazines. And those are a huge hit with our grandchildren. We get some for all of them. That's part of their gift. And they love them. They get them every month. You can get all sorts of different magazine subscriptions. So if they're interested. Aimed at uh, different ages. Yeah. And in different topics, science, nature, literature. You can search on Google and find different magazines. Um, another thing, gift cards. How about gift cards? Uh, we've done this sometimes like a very small amount, $10 gift card to Dairy Queen or different places. And they, the kids love it because they, they get to bring it with them to Chick-fil-A or to wherever they go, McDonald's, and they get to buy something the way we do with Starbucks. And maybe they even like Starbucks if they're older. But, you know, that's a great one for older kids too. Um, games, sometimes you could do a theme. I know we're doing one for our grandchild with a, a, the game is thematic and we get books that have to do with the game that they're getting. And it's kind of fun if they have a specific interest uh, books, journals, cookbooks. You can make a handmade cookbook with some of your favorite recipes that they like to eat, especially if they're older. Jewelry, a jewelry box, clocks. You know, we have a granddaughter who's learning how to tell time with hands. So mm-hmm. what she's getting is, yeah. is a, don't tell her, is a watch with hands. Yeah. And a clock for her, a clock with hands for her nightstand. Yeah. I mean, those are the things. Listen to what your grandkids are talking about, what they're proud of, what they like to do, and then just take your cue from them. And uh, a plant, you can get them a plant if they like seeing things grow. I know I've heard people get ant farms, plants, bonsai plants, you know, it depends on their age, but those are ideas. 
and craft materials. You can get them a bunch of craft materials in a big box with a bunch of things in it. So those are some of our ideas. Uh, I'm sure you can add some of those to the Grand Life podcast fans if you'd like to join it and join in on the conversation. But we are privileged to be talking to somebody about experiences because we have uh, talked about gifts, but we've also talked about experiences as gifts. And um, Mike, why don't you tell them? Right. Sometimes you need a little help, maybe a chartering, let's say, your way through some of these experiences. And so we spent some time talking to a captain of a sailboat who gives charters on an ocean bay not far from where we live. Captain Robert Styron from 757 Sailing Charters here close to where we live in Virginia is going to talk to us a little bit about what it would be like if we gift our children a sailing expedition. Hi, Captain Bob. Hello. How are you? We're okay. I guess we should probably confess that we have actually been on the water with Captain Bob before. Yeah, it was and, amazing. And while this is not intended to be a commercial for Captain Bob, really, <laughs> it's an example of something that you can consider as a gift. But there are all kinds of things that sort of fall into this realm, and we'll talk about those. Yeah, I have to say... Um, it was a really fun adventure that we did for our anniversary, but um, it was just fun talking to you and to your other captain, whose name is Tom Stickle. Correct. Both of you are um, involved in this. And, and I have to say, when I was on the charter, I kept thinking, oh, man, this would be so fun to do this with a grandchild. So before we talk about our grandchildren and involving them in a sailing expedition, has sailing always been a love of yours or did you come to it later in life? I came to it later in life. Um, I've always been around the water. Uh, I did 21 years in the Coast Guard, but before that even, I lived near the water in eastern North Carolina. And it has always been, it's in my blood. It's always been something that I've really enjoyed. Mm. Um, but I never really thought about sailing until I moved here. Um, I retired from the Coast Guard um, and had a friend, Tom Stickle, who had been sailing all his life and he enjoyed it so much. I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And uh, I, I think I'm hooked. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about grandchildren. Um, I, I'm interested if you want to pass that passion for sailing onto your children or your grandchildren, but I'm wondering, um, is that something that you've done with your grandchildren? Yes. I've taken all of my grandchildren out. Uh, Tom has, four now mm -hmm. and he's taken all of his grandchildren now his grandchildren are much younger than mine and um his grandchildren uh are much more active than mine um <laughs> so i'll just say that it's an adventure when tom takes his grandchildren out okay i'm reading but, between the lines here <laughs> you're saying that there is is there an age where we need to think about our grandchildren and sailing like, what would you suggest well, they be? If, if they're too, if they're so young, they have to have safety lines tied on them. Maybe it's not such a great <laughs> a great plan. But there's well, do you have well, a number actually, in mind? Uh, there's not really a number, but there is a grandchild type. Okay. Or, okay. Or let me put it this way. Sure. You know your grandchild better than we know your grandchild. Mm -hmm. And if if two hours 
in a confined space, which, you know, a sailboat, even though ours is 35 and a half foot long and it has a cabin and it has a, a bathroom and it's, you know, got places for kids to explore and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if two hours on a sailboat on that con- in that confined space is going to drive your grandchild crazy, then it's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, you know your grandchild, and if your grandchild is perfectly fine um, coloring or doing detail work, that type of thing, where their attention spans a little longer, then they'll love going out on the sailboat. Not saying that that active grandchildren can't have fun on a sailboat because Captain Tom and I will do our best to to keep them engaged to mm-hmm. help them. You know, they can pull the ropes, they can steer, they can look out for dolphin, they can do you know lots of stuff on the sailboat, um, and that kind of helps to keep them engaged. Um, I'll give you an experience from from my granddaughter when she was younger. Um, she went below into the the cabin of the sailboat and she was on her screen mm-hmm. and, you know, she got sick. Oh, she didn't get totally sick, but she got um, queasy enough so that when she came up, it was easy to see. <sighs> and I told her dad at that point in time, she probably shouldn't go below anymore. And she needs to stay up and, and look at the horizon. You know, well, in five minutes, kids are so resilient. In five minutes, she was fine. And she was like, okay, I'm staying off my my screen from now on. I'm going to stay up here. You know, what can I do, Papa? And so I had her steer. The other thing is, is it helps with seasickness. It's so funny. Hmm. Once you get somebody engaged like that, it they seem to get better. I'm not saying that sailing it wouldn't be a good time for for kids who are active, but you need to make sure that you understand um, or or just let us know. You know, yeah, it's interesting. We have had people bring uh, their children and their grandchildren and thoroughly enjoy the the sail, and then you know we've had a group of. 16-year-old girl celebrating a birthday party and you would have thought you know we've we've interrupted their screen time and <laughs> you know oh man and, they, and the mom the mom kept apologizing and I was like no, no need to apologize you know it's 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 is, yeah this is where where they're at right but it's too yeah. bad, really, because when we were out there, um, I, I mean, I suppose you have to have patience, and some children would not have the patience to stand to sit there on the sailboat and watch for dolphins. But if you do have the patience, you often will see them. And we we saw many when we were there, and it was very oh, fun, yeah. very fun. Yeah, that is one of the things. Every time we go out, it's a different trip. Yeah. I can never tell you what you know what we're going to see or where we're going to see it or how we're going to see it. You know, it's also wherever the wind and the tide takes us, that's where we want to go. We we want to move a little bit. And there's plenty to see, plenty to do. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point when when you're talking about the things that you, you can't expect. Maybe those are good things to tell a, a child before they go out or you would tell them or maybe a parent would tell them. 
you know, things are different yeah, every time. You never know that kind of thing. Emily, I had a, I had a little girl. I think she was maybe six and she came on board and she, all she wanted to do was see dolphin. Mm-hmm. And we had seen dolphin the day before and we get out there and I could not find dolphin anywhere. Oh no. And so we're out and I, and I kept telling her, I said, well, you need to start calling the dolphin. And she's like, well, how do I call dolphin? I said, I don't know. Try, hey, dolphin, where are you? And so she did that. And literally, like the last 20 minutes of the trip, we're heading back into the marina. And I'm feeling so bad for this little girl. And literally, the dolphin just showed up. Oh, And they were all over the place. Oh, Oh, yeah. And she's, she's... cracking up and laughing and enjoying it um and we have we had another one where the dolphin were so close this one little i think it was a little boy that may have been a little girl but anyway they're like i want to i want to get out and ride one and then he, he thinks about it for a few minutes and he says but i don't know where he'd take me You know, there is nothing like bringing joy to a child, and and that's what grandparents always want to do, right? So when we're thinking of gifts for our grandchildren, we kind of, you know, that that would make a great gift. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And and I'm feeling bad for those folks who are landlocked who wouldn't have a chance to do this. So based on your experience, uh, Captain Robert, what what do you think might work as well for folks who uh, don't have access to open water or to a sailboat? Well, um, if you're not coming down the sail on 757 sailing charters, um, there are, uh, and we've done this um, whitewater um, rafting Mm -hmm. trips. Okay, great Um, idea. And again, my mindset is towards the water. But one of the things my wife and I have started is uh, it's on our bucket list to hit all of the state parks in Virginia and hike at least one little trail. Yeah. That's a great idea. Doesn't have to be a hard trail, but that's that's one of the things we're we're doing, um, and we're involving our our uh, grandkids in it when we can. We thank you for taking the time out, Captain Styron. We we appreciate you, and man, I hope we can get back and sail with you sometime. Uh, we'd love it, and bring your grandkids. I loved some of the ideas that Captain Styron mentioned to us, and I was thinking about other parts of the country that you were talking about with him. Uh, Horseback riding uh, is a great thing. He was talking about hiking. Um, There are all sorts of travel things that you can do that, I mean, hiking doesn't have to cost anything. You can can put, you know, down for the kids in an envelope that you're going to take them on a hike, and that can be an experience. You could take them on a zip line. Take them to a baseball game. And those can involve travel if you want to make a big deal out of it. And if you want to make the coupon, you know, redeemable for travel to, you know, the nearest major city so you can go to a baseball game with them or something like that. Right. And if you want them to have something to open, buy them a baseball and have them open it up and say, we're going to go to a baseball game. Buy them, uh, you know, a, a thing of popcorn and say, we're going to go to some movies. Buy them something that connects to the experience that they're going to have. The key, which is so interesting, I think, is that 
the thing that you're giving is just a symbol of the real gift of yourself and your time and your investment in their lives. Exactly. I, I think that's the real key. I think you're right. And, you know, get creative if you want. If you can't get creative, just give them the experience. And that, that speaks volumes to them, the love that you have for them and the time you want to spend with them. Especially if you're part of that experience. Right. Exactly. We've enjoyed sharing these things with you. We'd love to hear more. If you have some more to tell us, write us at grandlifeconnection at gmail.com. Or leave us voicemail at 317-572-7876. In the meantime, I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And thanks for joining us in Living the Grand Life. Next time on The Grand Life. This episode is a celebration. It's our 150th installment of The Grand Life podcast. We are recording it with a live audience who we have invited to go back in time with us to revisit the top six subjects that Mike and I have covered in our podcast. That's next time on The Grand Life.